This episode of Gunfighter Cast is brought to you by Cabela's, the world's foremost outfitter. Cabela's is a strong supporter of your right to keep and bear arms, which is why they support Gunfighter Cast. Whether you need guns and ammo or a new smoker, go visit Cabela's.com for all your shooting, hunting, fishing, and outdoor needs. Hello, welcome to Gunfighter Cast, episode number 118. I'm your host, Daniel Shaw. This is our first episode of 2017, and I've got a buddy of mine, Matt Lanfair. Hi, Matt. How's it going? We're going to talk a lot about this episode, what was cool in 2016. Think of it as the end of the year, beginning of the year, right going into SHOT Show. Uh, might get into a little bit about some things that we that are coming, some things that we should look for. And it, since I've never had you on the show before, just so you get an idea, I when I ask questions or, or go for information, I try to, to look and see what would my listeners want to know? What would they want to ask right now? That kind of stuff. So I have no idea where this conversation is going to go. I have a, quite a few things that I liked a lot in 2016, and I haven't told you any of those things. So it should be interesting, and maybe you'll add to it and take away from it or say, no, I hate that or anything else. So whatever. But before we get into that, we're going to take this little quick break. Hey guys, Daniel here. I want to invite you to go check out Bootleg Inc. at bootleginc.com. Bootleg has top quality products for everything that you need to build a solid AR. Bootleg is the sister company to Primary Weapon Systems and contains a searchable database with everything you need to know to build an AR. Go check them out at bootleginc.com. So Matt, what do you do and why are you here? I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of wondering that myself. I really don't do much. I'm kind of boring. I do a little bit of video gaming and uh, former cop. Well, not former. I still do it on occasion, uh, mostly on the training and uh, armor side, you know, firearms training and stuff like that. I uh, got tired of a lack of resources for military and law enforcement for like serious information for, for guys that are, are looking to expand and, and get their skill sets better. So I started something and I started something on Facebook, which grew and grew and grew. And uh, now it's, it's called primary and secondary. It consists now of like, I think we're at like 18 separate groups on Facebook alone, along with a completely separate forum, website, YouTube, you name it, podcasts. Yeah. It's fun. I, I've got a list here, like uh, some things I was going to talk about, some of the top accessories that I liked in, the, in 2016. So, uh, the top handgun pick, which I think is incredibly awesome. Top 1911, some of those things. But also in my categories of the top things of 2016 was I put top online community. You started that a little bit earlier than 2016, but I didn't really get involved with it until 2016. And this whole community that you just spoke of, or spake of, through Steve Fisher and some other guys were like, hey, man, you ought to come jump in this, get into the law enforcement side, get into all this, the training side and everything else. A lot of really good information, uh, a lot of rules, so it keeps a, a lot of stupid stuff out of there and kind of really content heavy, which is something that I really, really like. Not having to dig through all kind of garbage. It's very well moderated. Uh, so it's well, 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 when I say well moderated, it's not, there's a lot of forums out there and some things where basically the mods are all bullies. And if they don't like your opinion, you know, they're like, they'll, they'll try to discredit somebody and everything. And it's just, I believe there's no place for it in the firearms community, that kind of thing. But there's so many bullies out there. And there's uh, there's your different types of people that are on forums. There's the guy who has never really done anything or doesn't know anything at all, but he has all these fanboys on the forums. And everything he says is completely gold, even if it's complete garbage. There's a small pocket on the internet that is not like that. And it is primary and secondary. So tell us a little bit more about primary and secondary. Sure. Uh, we started out at two, in uh, December 2014. It was... 
pretty much a close-knit group of people that all we all pretty much came from the forum light fighter a lot of uh, a lot of similar mindsets a lot of uh, industry influence there and from that it grew because a lot of people saw the uh, a really good potential and i'd say 2015 2016 we definitely had some some pretty uh oh, growing pains i think would be the best best phrase to use um changing formats trying to figure out what was optimal and and we're still we're still in the process of that but ultimately we're just trying to put out the best possible information uh to people that need it so how do you do that how does it work to to actually make that happen to be honest with you critical thinking and and people joke about that and they they think it's it's they think when i say that it's a, a bit of a joke but it's not if we have 300 different people from 300 different backgrounds all coming to the exact same conclusion, but there might be something to it if, if that's the case. Now, if, if someone comes out of left field and says, well, this method B works even better, we're not going to discount it. We're going to ask, why does this work better? Explain this to us. And we're going to test it. And you know what? If it winds up being better, we just learned something. And then we just improved. Yeah, there's some pretty strict rules on there. Like uh, if you're going to make a post... Uh, run through that from real quick, like your rules sure. of posting, because you'll do a lot better than I will. Sure. Uh, essentially, so as I said, we have about 18 separate groups. Think of the of primary and secondary on Facebook like a traditional forum. Each subforum is a Facebook group. So we have a professional group. We have a group that just focuses on gear. So if we want to talk about armor, we'll go over to the gear group. And essentially what we want is... Either post a question, find out what you want to do or what, what you want to know, or if there's a product you want to know about, post about it. Or if you have a review, post that. Um, before you do so, though, make sure you uh, do a review to make sure we just didn't cover it. Because a lot of times, um, shot timers, for example, someone asked about shot timers within four hours of a very large shot timer uh, posting. So essentially, we're just trying to streamline, make the end user um, a lot more comfortable in just finding the information they want, as opposed to having to surf all over and uh, find various sources. Just go to one place. It's right here. One of the things I liked when someone would make a comment, and we, I've seen some pretty crappy stuff go up there, like that's just like, wow, where, yeah. what, what is this guy doing? Uh, why is he doing that in the video? There's That's wrong on about 50 different levels. And, you know, there's a couple people on there that get the internet thing going, and they're a little bit harsher than probably they need to be. But that's that usually gets moderated very quickly as well. And then somebody comes in and says, well, why? You know, and, and then... There, there's no, there's a rule against you can't give the the one word answer. That doesn't work. Yeah. Like you, you have to explain the answers. If you're making a comment on something, it needs to have some substance to it, and and not just be no, you're wrong. Uh, because the idea here is even to educate the poster. There was one not too long ago uh, about somebody was talking about Ford Assist and made a video and some other things, and they were very very adamant about uh, what they were believing in and all those things. And uh, I was involved posting on that, and a bunch of other people were and. Basically, this guy came back. He was like, you know what? I had never thought about any of that stuff before. You guys are totally right. Like, what I was doing and teaching was really wrong. That that makes a lot of sense. So, learning occurred, you know, and, and that was... Uh, Absolutely. And, 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 no, and there was a couple guys that were kind of beating them up a little bit, but they got squashed really quick, too. And there was a lot of humility there on the, the posters part and the people commenting. And people were learning from the comment section. And, and it, was, it was a lot... There was growth happening. You could see it there in the thread. And I thought that was awesome because it rarely happens on Facebook or anywhere on the internet anymore. And that, that one post... And there's been a few other ones, too... 
But that's the reason why you got that top online community thing for 2016, the Gunfighter Cast Award, if you will. Thank you. you. Put that in your put that in primary secondary's resume. How about that? That's right. That's right. <laughs> and and just so everyone knows, it isn't for everyone. It is not for everyone. Primary and secondary definitely has. There's um, there are definitely some expectations. There is. We expect from our uh, from our members. Um, you need to be an adult, and you need to have an open mind. And if you're not willing to explain your answers, please don't post, because it's not helping anyone other than your own ego. Yeah, it's not about that. Not about that at all. Cool. Where can they go find primary and secondary? So basically, if you go to um, primaryandsecondary.com slash resources, on that I have pretty much everything that we have to offer right there. All the Facebook groups, the Facebook pages, the training aspect of it. Um, yeah, all of that good stuff. You, there, there's probably things written in there in primary and secondary about most of these items that are on here. There's probably some topics about them. So a great resources, you know, just outside of Gunfighter Cast, YouTube, uh, go check out primary and secondary. Uh, I post on there every once in a while. I, I usually comment. I haven't made any posts except for I, I linked one one podcast in there once, which actually got a lot of new listeners from it, which I thought was really cool too because they were like, man. It was me and Fisher's uh, episode on what's wrong with the industry, and people were like, "That was awesome." Somebody said it, you know. So that was uh, uh that, that was really cool. Uh, I, I'm fortunate to be a part of the community, and and it's awesome. There's a lot of great resources in there. So no matter what you do in life, if you don't need to go in there and post, just read when that when the stuff pops up, and that I guarantee you, you're going to pick up something, you're going to learn something, and there's going to be some things that are very thought provoking that come up that may change the way you think. Top accessories of 2016. There's a lot of cool little things that came out, and there was a lot of things that came out, and I was like, really? Why did that company do that? Seriously, we, we don't care. Nobody, nobody's going to care about that. Um, and, but there's a lot of stuff. But I, I always look for the small stuff, you know, like the, the cool things that people are doing. But I saw this for the first time at the NRA show, and it's from a company that's, that's a friend of mine that is also a sponsor for 2017 of Gunfighter Cast, Primary Weapon Systems. Primary Weapon Systems has this little castle nut end plate uh, called the EBT Mod 2. It's an end plate. It comes with a castle nut. Now, what's cool about it was when I discovered this thing, it was almost on a daily basis when I was working at Thunderbird Firearms Academy. I was helping somebody get set up with a rifle or a sling to come to a carving class. And they didn't have the, the gun set up for a two-point or a one-point or either option. So I would help set them up with a two-point. Uh, show them the one point. So give them two options. And to show them what the hardware they needed for that one point if they were going to use it. And whenever I told them that they had to break that stake in that castle nut and then put that new end plate on, they have to get it staked again. They're like, oh man, that's too much trouble. I don't want to do that. So they would sometimes go with a cheaper option that just kind of friction tightens on that doesn't work as well. And it's also bigger and heavier. Uh, or they just wouldn't go that route either. And they it wouldn't even have that, that uh, option on their gun. So PWS solved that problem 100%. You know, break that stake, open that castle nut, because this castle nut's going to ratchet on with a ratchet system, and it locks in place, and you don't have to restake it. And it's so simple. And it was like, why didn't I think of this? And uh, I, that was one of the most innovative. We've had all these years of ARs, and nobody's done this before. Uh, simple little thing. It's like 28 bucks. So they're awesome. If for like the price that you would pay for the just the end plate in most places, you get the whole thing. So that was really awesome. I remember hearing about that. That yeah, that sounded pretty cool, especially for someone who likes to change around uh, components. Hell, I'm I'm a I'm a believer in the law folder, and to be able to swap out components and see how how everything works, that's just it sounds like an optimal solution. 
Yeah, I like the law folder too. It's uh, it's pretty cool. I'm hoping to get a couple of those sometimes pretty soon. I'm working on getting together a couple of pistols, like AR pistols, and I'm definitely going to put the law folders on those. Really, really solid little piece of gear. That would be a good product. They didn't really come out in 2016, but yeah. but uh, I I would say they blew up <laughs> pretty heavily in 2016. I'm seeing them all over the place now. Really cool. Uh, I'll have the links to those two things, uh, the law folder, folding stock um, adapter, and the uh, PWS EBT Mod 2. Uh, another thing that, that really took off a lot that I saw, and, and maybe, you know, from my perspective, I, I started getting a lot of different optics in. And uh, for T&E, for, for trying some new stuff, you know, Trigicon had a new optic that came out right before 2006. Uh, yeah, the MRO, solid optic. I've been using that one for a while. But I, I get all my mounts from American Defense Manufacturing. And there's quite a few good mount companies out there. There's quite a, a couple of them kind of popped up over in 2016 uh, or late 2015. But I, I pretty much go to American Defense uh, for everything. They're not a sponsor of the show. They don't pay me any money or anything. It's just kind of my, my go-to mounts. And they have products for, for everything. Something new comes out, American Defense has a new mount for it. You know, the, uh, Surefire puts out a new light, they have a new mount for it. Like, they, they really stay on the on top of the game for quick detach mounts, for whatever comes out there almost immediately. Uh, in a lot of cases, faster than anybody else is. So that's why I kind of always go back to American Defense. You ever use MDEF mounts? As a matter of fact, I have it on my, my patrol carbine with a uh, Trigicon MRO. Both work as advertised. No complaints at all. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, another one that's kind of silly, kind of small, not a huge deal, but Daniel Defense AR-15 magazines. So I've been using, I got two of them, and I've been using them in every class that I've taught. Uh, I got I got them at the NRA show, and I've been using them in classes that I've taken, and they function like a magazine's supposed to. You know, there's, there's a lot of good mag options out there these days. The thing that I liked about the Daniel Defense AR mag is the high-vis follower. It's like the bright yellow follower in there. I like that. Gun starts getting dirty, especially running suppressed. Quick, you know, even ID pops out at you, even in lower light conditions. Um, I, I like having the high-vis follower. It's a small little detail thing, but uh, I, I wish I had a high-vis follower in every magazine, right? We do it on shotguns, right? Uh, and a lot of other things. So uh, that, that really bright follower was pretty cool. And you get two extra rounds in your magazine. So that was pretty cool. 32 round max. Yeah, it's a pretty solid little piece of gear. And uh, they've worked well for me. You ever use a Daniel Defense magazine, Matt? Not yet, but it, the follower sounds interesting. How that being said, I definitely wouldn't recommend people to go out and spray paint bright yellow. No, their followers. That, that sounds like that, that would be a problem. That may cause problems. Yeah. Yes, uh, there may be some other way to do it that doesn't cause problems. I don't know, but uh, I like that. Uh, Hexmag also has the high vis followers and then a high vis end plate down there. And you know, I've got two Hexmag. Hexmag. This isn't in my top accessories of 2016. I just bring it up since we're talking about it. But they have the high vis followers, and I, I heard all over the internet the Hexmags are garbage and they don't work. And then I put these things in like full auto ARs for people shooting magazine dumps and, and paying for it at a range. And I can't get a hex mag to fail. Uh, I've handed them to students in every class I've taught since I got them. And I can't, I haven't had one have a problem yet. I mean, I, I, there's some people that I, I really trust that are saying that they're garbage, but I, I haven't seen it happen yet. So I, I'm not going to go fill out my kit with hex mags or anything, but I'm trying to break these things and they're not showing me that they're going to break. So I have to, to question, you know, maybe, maybe they don't suck so bad. Right? You know, I, I suspect we speak to the same people about this and I hear the same things. I think what's missing is you just aren't looking at it funny. If you look at them funny, then they break. At least that's what I was told. Maybe I need to do that. Maybe I've boosted their confidence. Maybe that's what go. it is. 
So they're, they're performing because their confidence level is higher. All right, top handgun pick. You heard about it before 2016, but it's shipped in 2016. What do you think it is? Well, it depends on your definition of shipped. Because my understanding is the, the, the new Glocks are outstanding with the M series. But I don't believe that they're, they're widely, I don't think they're in everyone's hands yet. So I don't think that necessarily counts. And also the and the new CZ, that yeah, one I that looks cool, awesome, yeah. yeah. So so what do you say? Uh, I'm going with the Silencer Co. Maxim Nine. Oh yeah, yeah, because it's freaking awesome, and they 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 are shipping, and uh, there there's full production models out there, and I that's my number one thing that I can't wait to get my hands on in 2017 this year that we're in right now uh is that silencer code maxim nine i think it's so cool i think it's the future that i think what they've done is awesome uh if you guys don't know what the silencer code maxim nine is google it uh look it up we're talking integrally suppressed nine millimeter uh really really cool in the future i mean i the, what the, when i talked to silencer code we did a video with them last year at shot show and the idea behind this gun is you know this is just the beginning this is this is the the integrally suppressed nine millimeter. It's not too huge. It's 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 very well balanced. It's it's a good shooting gun. The only thing is, this is this is just the start. And you know, people looked at Glock 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, they just hit the thirtieth anniversary, right? Uh, people looked at Glock like, oh man, I ain't carrying that tactical Tupperware. I'd rather have six for sure than fifteen maybe, and, and all that other stuff. Now look at yeah. them. Uh, so yeah. pe- so people will look at that. Oh, that's not. I don't know about that integrally suppressed nine millimeter, you know, and all that other stuff. So uh, c- give, add a couple of years down the road, that thing's going to start proving itself, and they're going to make it better, new generations, you know, fixing if any problems are with it, uh, and then add that light to the bottom uh, that they've been talking about doing. And now you've got an integrally suppressed gun that's basically the sound the size of a glock 17 with a surefire x300 on it you know like that's that's pretty awesome uh and i I can't wait to see where where that gun leads in the future so that's why it's one of the the most innovative coolest things out there and gets my top handgun pick of of 2016 really really awesome disappointed because they're I wouldn't say they're in my backyard, but they're definitely local, and I haven't just gone over and taken advantage of the contacts I have over there just to say, hey, can I do an exclusive shoot or something? You if should do that's it. That's all on me. I should. Damn it. Go do a good video of it. There's there's yeah. not a lot of good videos out there of, of it being in operation, so you should yeah. you should get that. Uh, are you in Utah? I am. So if I was in Utah, I'd be at Silencer Co. tomorrow exactly. with the camera exactly. crew. Exactly. Yep. Oh, Matter of fact, I might even fly out there. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Uh, another sponsor we have for 2017 that I'm really, really excited to to announce to everybody. And like I told you in the last episode when I was talking with Masada Ayub, I have quit my job and I'm out here doing this on my own, doing the thing and going to be bringing tons of content to you in 2017 with some of the best people out there. Um, I'm going to be traveling around, taking classes with the best names instructors out there in the country, and it's going to be a podcast episode every single time when I'm with them. So the wealth of knowledge that I'm going to get to be around this year is going to be amazing, and I'm going to pass all that on to you. And what's really allowed me to do that is taking on some of these sponsors and having these ads in the show. And, and one of them that I'm really excited about is 
what I considered that when whenever I was asked if 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 I would be interested in, in having them as a sponsor, it was a complete no brainer because for years I have considered the absolute top in the 1911 the custom 1911 industry as Nighthawk Customs, and so Nighthawk Custom is a 2017 sponsor for Gunfighter Cast, and I have to give it not because they're a sponsor, but because this was the coolest gun. The Nighthawk Custom Shadowhawk government with the Trigicon RMR. I've really gotten into the Trigicon RMR. Shot my first class with it a few days ago. Uh, loving it. Can't wait to explore explore it more. And I'm going to put it on my VP9. I got another one that I'm, I'm going to get mounted on there. Uh, whenever I got to beat Doug Holloway up at ATEI, because I know he's going to be mad at me because he doesn't like doing VP9s, but he said he would do it. But that uh, I've got an... I, I don't know if I have one with the RMR coming, but I've got one coming because I'm going to beat the heck out of it. Don't tell them that. And I'm going to run the, the heck out of that, that 1911. And maybe it'll change my mind about 1911s because I, I I have a video on YouTube that explained that why I don't trust my life to a 1911, why I, why I choose to not carry, why I don't think that's the right gun for me. Now, and people are like, well, you hate 1911s. I'm like, I, I don't hate 1911s at all. I absolutely love 1911s. It's just... Whenever I'm putting something inside my waistband, I, I choose other guns before I would pick the 1911 platform uh, for a number of reasons. But I'm going to shoot some classes with this gun. And I, I changed my mind about appendix carry years ago. Um, I, I may change my mind about the 1911. We'll see. You know, I'm similar in that aspect on, on multiple fronts. Uh, I just I, I had a conversation recently and uh, Nighthawk happens to be one of our sponsors. And in our discussions, I, I explained, you know, I'm really not that big of a 1911 person, but based on people that I absolutely trust, this is the only company to go to. Yeah. Night, Nighthawk is it. So because I had these concerns and I said, you know, because I primarily try, train on striker fired, I carry striker fired. That's all I do. I have a couple 1911s. They're awesome. But as, as you've said, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm most, I'm a Glock person. So I have those. So I'm I'm also getting a 1911 of theirs to try out and and really give it a a, a good uh, that's going to be a fun time shooting it and and seeing really the difference between what I have and that and uh, have a really good report that I'm going to hopefully provide and it's it's going to be neat to be able to see what what the what all this excitement's about that Roland and Steve constantly are talking about. Yeah, so like the appendix carry, um, there are some safety concerns and some issues with the appendix carry that are out there that we're all aware of. We did an episode a long time ago about it, myself and uh, uh, John McGregor, who is my sometimes co-host. Um, the the appendix carry was something that, you know, there, there's a lot of drawbacks to it, but then there's a lot of advantages to it. And I really, I, I said, all right. You know, everybody was arguing and, and yelling at us for, for you know, kind of dog and appendix carry and the safety side of it is really kind of what we we're focusing on. Um, I, just, I chose to carry appendix for a year straight. Like every single day I carried appendix and I, I made myself do it. Uh, I do not like sitting down carrying appendix carry still to this day. I don't find it being very comfortable. Uh, I don't like driving long distances and I drive very often uh, carrying appendix. But I, I was like, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to give this a fair shake. It is now my go-to mode of carry. It, I carry appendix more than I do anything else. Uh, by far, I'm probably somewhere 90% carrying appendix, 10% somewhere else. And that 10% may be off body in my, my carry bag that I have with me often with my computer and stuff in it. Um, that's, I, I'm, I'm a believer in it, man. I was convinced because I did it. Uh, so I'm doing the same thing with this 1911. Not only am I going to go shoot quite a few classes with this 1911, even if I'm shooting great or shooting horrible, doesn't matter. I'm going to I'm not going to go back to any other gun. I'm going to use this gun 
constantly, I'm going to carry the gun and I'm also going to learn all the ins and outs, how to replace that extractor, how to tune it, how to do how to do the things that you need to know to keep a 1911 functional. I'm going to dive in and do all those things and I'm going to learn. And, and I, I am, I, maybe I changed my mind. Maybe I, I solidify my, my choice. Uh, I have no idea, but I'm going to give it a hundred percent. Yeah. I, I also made the change uh, with appendix a couple years ago and I don't see, I don't see a reason to go any other way other than, other than, yeah, off, off body or clothing doesn't allow. It's faster. You can, you can conceal better. You have better control. I'm sold. Yep. All right. So we're going to be right back. And right when we get back, I'm going to tell you the Gunfighter Cast pick for the top non-AR rifle. If you're in the market for the absolute best 1911 handguns and accessories, look no further than Nighthawk Custom. Nighthawk has over 36 flavors of top quality custom 1911s, and they definitely have one for you. These are custom handmade 1911s. Each gun is made from start to finish by a single gunsmith. Nighthawk's slogan and philosophy is, One gun, one gunsmith. Now, owning the world's finest 1911 has never been easier. Go to www.nighthawkcustom.com and finance your Nighthawk Custom 1911 today. What do you think it is? Non-AR. You know, I'm drawing a complete blank. We're we're talking defense rifle, tactical rifle. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I my life is about the AR. I I, I don't look at other things that aren't ARs. <laughs> that would be It's not a shotgun, I can tell you that. No, it's definitely well, it's not a shotgun. Good. I'm going with the IWI X95. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh I I found that last year at Shot Show that they had corrected pretty much everything that I didn't like about the original Tavor. Like everything. Uh and they they got rid of that horrible trigger and they put a nice decent it's Definitely the best bullpup trigger I've ever pressed, and the, they they made the controls much more uh, ergonomic and much more usable, at least with our Western culture manual of arms that we use. Um, and I, I liked it a lot. And uh, that X ninety five, I'm finding that they're they're very accurate, uh, shooting really well. And I've seen a few of them in classes. I've had quite a more. I've had a lot more Tavors in classes. They've always done really well. But uh, I have to go with that IWI X ninety five. Have you spent much time with that at all? None, but based on feedback and and t- conversations with Fisher, this is something that I'm I'm anxious to to check out at check out at Shot Show, and it's going to be sad because I wouldn't be surprised if I, I like it a lot and have to buy it. You probably so, will. That's and how I roll. So the the thing about that gun is, you know, where I told you I was thinking about putting together a couple of pistols. My my choice is: do I get a couple of X95s or do a couple of AR pistols? Because I've got a I got a 10.5 inch AR short barrel rifle, and when I put that X95 or Tavor right next to it, and the stock's all the way in on my AR, my AR is longer than my the Tavor is uh, overall length. So if I wanted a shorter gun, more compact item there, uh, the X95 is that immediately, and it's like the uh, the guy who doesn't want to do the tax stamps SBR. So that's it solves that yeah. problem too. Really really yeah. slick. When you're teaching, do you do you teach concealed carry, or maybe not like concealed carry class, but I'm saying like uh, to to, uh, to armed citizens? No, uh, primarily it's uh, law enforcement. However, I'm I, I'm I'm starting to think about doing that, but currently it's strictly law enforcement. So probably like ninety percent of my students are, I'd say maybe eighty eighty five somewhere around there are just 
regular everyday armed citizens and that that's kind of my my, my favorite you know I, I i love teaching i love teaching the law enforcement officers and i love the opportunities to teach military uh but i i started doing this and started doing the podcast because i'm a firm believer in the second amendment of the united states and i think every single well-trained good guy out there carrying a gun increases the safety of my country myself my family um i'm a firm believer in it and i, I love teaching that that demographic um, and probably a smaller but growing version of that demographic is women a lot of guys bring their wives. A lot of guys bring their girlfriends to classes. And sometimes I have women just showing up to classes all by themselves, you know, because then that's happened a lot more recently since I moved to North Carolina. And I, I think that's absolutely awesome. And they all have the same problem. Every single one of them is how do I carry a gun? Like, how do I dress in this cute outfit that I always wear? How do I continue to wear these cute jeans, these tight pants and everything else? Uh, how do I wear yoga pants and, and carry a gun? And they all want to do that, but they don't want to sacrifice their fashion or their, you know, what, the way they're dressed to carry a gun. Uh, like, you go try to get your wife to go buy her pants a, a size too big so she can carry inside the waistband. Like, ne- uh. never, <laughs> never going to happen, right? Like, not a chance. Nope. But I discovered these, or my wife did actually, uh, a week and a half ago. And I didn't know these existed, but it's called a Yukoala bag. And it is the absolute coolest thing I have seen for women. And they have guys wearing them, too, in the pictures. I'm not sure if I'm, I'm ready enough ready to, to do that myself. But there, there may be some guys that are. But my wife saw a woman at a, at a grocery store wearing one. And she was like, what is that? Where did you get it? And she got all the information. Actually got a, a business card from them because the girl was carrying around a card because she loved her bag so much. And... This little, it's spelled U-K-O-L-A, O-A-L-A. Uh, and I'll have a link for you guys in the show notes there. But think like drop leg holster. It goes around the waist and then it has a little latch that goes around your leg as well and you adjust this to fit you. My wife likes to have hers hanging a little bit like some old six gun slinger. Leather, all kind of different material. Uh, they were really designed for bikers it looked like. People riding bikes and wanted to have a purse on them. Um, that kind of thing. But they're so cool. Like the way they look, and my wife was, she used the term cute, uh, but they absolutely loved them. And then she showed her friends, and they were like, we're all ordering them, uh, and they all have. Uh, I, I ordered one immediately when she got home and showed me the picture of it, because um, I, I had to get one for some pictures and for her to use and try out. Inside of one of the compartments there, it has loop, so you can put hook on a holster, and they actually sell, could sell carry holsters to fit their bags on their website. This is a Second Amendment supporting company that has a, a product designed for you to carry guns. Uh, there's zippers and the flap and the way it works. I, I've trained a lot of women who carry cross crossbar or carry uh, in, in a purse because that's what they choose to do. And if that they're if between carrying a purse or not carrying a gun, carrying a purse, uh, I don't talk them out of it. I give them some other options. But if that's the way they're going to carry, and that's what gets them carrying a gun. I got no issue with them. I'm teach you how to draw from the the purse and use your gun. Some of these purses have these really aggressive zippers. And you dig your hand in there and that aggressive zipper over and over and over again in a day of training in a class and their hands are all chewed up and they don't want to play anymore. And it's rough. Uh, so that was one of the cool things about this. Like this is the way this whole thing is designed and the zippers are and everything else. It's made for someone to draw that gun from the holster, uh, from the leg. And it's, it's, it's pretty much own body as well because nobody's going to run by and just grab this thing and rip it off of you because it's attached to her waist and her leg, not going anywhere at all. Uh, when I say her, I'm referring to my wife. Um, it's awesome. She's got, uh, I forget the dragon standard, I think is what she got. And Easily Glock 19. Don't even know you have a gun in there. It's uh, really, really cool. So they have to get my my top pick of um, 
concealed carry options for for women. Are you looking at the website right now? I am looking at these right now, and I'm thinking, you know what? I think my wife would dig this for like a Disney trip. She has, doesn't have to carry a purse. This would be the this this looks this looks like a cool idea. I think I might need something like this. I that's what I said. I I wish I could wear it. I don't know if I can get away with it. I don't know if I can no. pull it off, man. Yeah. But but if they became socially acceptable for men to wear those, I would totally sport one. Maybe maybe we'll start the trend, Matt. Me and you. It's a European. What was the commercial? A European carry all or something like that. Oh, you'd be you'd be golden in Europe wearing that. You just get some skinnier jeans than we you probably typically wear. Yeah, I don't do that. Or, or some track pants. You'd be just fine. Oh, well, you know what? Though? There is a tab here for men. I'm looking at the men's. Yeah. No, they, they've they've got some for men. I just don't yeah. know if it's me. You know, it's not me. <laughs> but awesome! It's Check true. those out. There are the links yeah, in the I like show notes. Ukoala bag. I it was. If if I had to give every single thing that I've talked about in this episode, or the two few things that I'm going to keep talking about, the next few things, the coolest thing that got me the most excited out of everything was probably this bag for my wife. That that's kind of where I'm at with in the world right now, uh, keeping the wife happy and uh, something cool. And now she's she was really all about taking pictures with it. And usually she doesn't ever want to take pictures or, or do video or anything, but she was really really. Uh, fired up about this company and that new bag like loved it cool uh what holster do you use matt or holsters i use a few yes um depends on what i'm doing uh, depends on what i'm wearing uh right now i'm using a i'm I'm testing out a keepers errant with my 43 i picked that up specifically to figure out how's this how's this compare uh, to a morgan from uh, raven concealment so far, both are great holsters. Uh, I'm really liking the clip on the on the keepers. Just for hell, if I'm just wearing underwear. I can wear the I can wear the keepers. Cool, like and cool how that works. Uh, my everyday carry with my uh, with my Roland Special is either a uh, Raven Concealment Vanguard Three or it's the I can't even I can't even pronounce the guy's name. Starts with a B. It's a really nice holster. <laughs> it's an appendix holster. Uh, Bad one Eminem is kind of what's like that. It's, something, it's, I, it, it's a big long name starts with a B. It it is yeah. <laughs> awesome holster it, and and for the size of it, it's it's well designed. Some nice aspects, especially wearing it concealed. You don't have any sharp edges that are digging into your into your thigh. Yes, it's, it's smooth and it's well, very very well designed. That's important, especially carrying appendix, not digging into my thigh all day long. So I I got two top inside the waistband holsters that I like the most out there. It was, it was so tough. Um, and I, I carry both of these and, and they're both good. And you've mentioned clips. And if you're not using the little button loops and those kind of things, the clips are, are so important. It's, it's like, that's, that's my top thing when I, when I'm talking about thinking about a holster or using a holster, because there's a lot of garbage clips out there made in the back, uh, the garage, you know, Kydex molders that are out there and they all order their, their big wide clips from, knifekits.com and and when i draw my gun from the holster 10 times the, the holster comes out two of those times it's like the the clips are are, are just key in, in uh in having a good holster and these both are companies that do clips right they do them very well and, and one of those is the bravo concealment dos uh, has been a really solid holster for me i've got one for every gun my wife likes the dos and when she likes to carry a holster and doesn't hate it and complain to me all day long it that means it's not digging in her leg and, and she's not hating it so that's really rare it's like the only one i've ever discovered that we we've achieved that with uh, and the other one is the raven concealment systems idolin 
as uh, another solid holster. Really great clips on both of them. Uh, good holsters. Those are just they're they're the two. I think the both of them have been out longer than 2016. But it's really when I discovered them and really started using them regularly. And uh, both just just solid holsters. The Idolan's really cool, and it has the different accessories that can help you know make this this holster is a little bit modular to fit your body style that little claw that you attach to the side that pushes out on your belt which makes the grip go back into your belly a little bit um i love it, it it's great uh that, that i don't use the pad myself some people love the pad it's not really uh it doesn't work very well for me but you can attach that on there so both of those really good holsters the, the bravo concealment dolls that raven concealment i dolan uh probably my or definitely my my top two picks for the uh of holsters that i've used in 2016 the problem with both of those is neither one of those carry have a light option, and I, I love I like prefer to have my X three hundred on my handgun. Um, I like to have a light on my gun, and the top light bearing holster that I have to give for two thousand sixteen is the same as the inside the waistband holster, the the Bravo concealment DOS L. Uh, the DOS L, it's the same thing as the DOS, same good clips, same design, same everything, uh, very customizable and cant and height and ride and all that stuff. Um, but it also allows you to have a light on there, and they make holsters for pretty much every gun out there. So yeah, but those those are all the things that I had um, for for 2016, and I could probably have made this longer and went into all kind of more detail about all kind of other things that I ran into. But these were just like the the things that that I use every single day. You know that I, that I I have found that I I. They're, they're my go-to products, the things that I like a lot, or the things that just jumped out at me that, that have just, like, wow, that was a, a really great idea, like the PWS item, um, and uh, the, 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 just look at that Shadowhawk, right? Just, just Google the pictures yeah. of that thing. Like, I, I need that in my life, right? It's like, just a, maybe I'll just put it on the wall. I don't know. Was the Shadowhawk the one that Fisher helped design? Uh, yes. Cool. But they don't put his name anywhere on the website that he helped design it. I don't know. Maybe he just didn't want credit for it. I don't know. I don't know. He, he, I didn't know this, but he is a very behind-the-scenes kind of guy. He, he is. Ha- he has a lot of influence and doesn't really let other people know about it unless he has to. Yep. But, yeah, that, that is the one. Cool. What, uh, anything else that you've got that, that was really cool? I mean, it could be anything, man. Uh, well, yeah. Um, and... It's kind of silly, but the uh, I'm looking at it now. the the op terry or the op tactical uh, enhanced poncho liner. It's a cool blanket. Yeah, <laughs> and and everybody loves poncho liners. If you if you've yes. never experienced a poncho liner, you're missing out. And this sucker is solid. I got a couple one uh, one for me, and I knew my daughter, my six year old, would take it, so I I got a spare. But it's wonderful to just keep in the car. If yep. I happen to have a range day and I'm going to go and prone out and do a little long distance, what do you know? I have something for it. I hate the term that the generation just past me gave it. They call it the wooby. Wooby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't get it, man. It's always been a poncho liner to me. But in this this wooby, it's like, I, I, I don't know, man. Have I, you seen the movie Mr. Mom? Yes, it's been a while. Okay, and if I recall correctly, in Mr. Mom, the youngest kid had a blanket he referred to as the Whoopi, or as his Whoopi. Maybe that's what it is, then. I guess that's where it came from. I would, I, I, that's my assumption, yeah. It sounds pretty accurate. I, I, I would guess that is probably correct. Uh, anything other than your Whoopi? Um, I'm a big fan of the um, Overwatch Precision Tack Trigger. Yeah? It's it, Basically, it's... 
it's an aftermarket Glock trigger. To me, it kind of feels like the crisp, crispness of a a single action, um, like a two 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 two. I can't even think. A two twenty six trigger press, along with a little bit of it, you still have some Glockiness to it, but I I love it. It it's a a, a short travel, crisp press. It's a great, it's a great trigger. I need more of them. Maybe I'll have to get my hands on one of those because I, I'm in the market for. I've got a stock trigger on my my Glock 19, um, yeah. and I, I, I've been really considering the agency trigger. I've had a lot of students come to classes with the agency trigger, and I, I like it a lot. Um, I've seen. Uh, I think Haley Strategic just came out with a new trigger that that looks pretty interesting. So I, I'm definitely going to look at a different trigger. Uh, in the past, I've used Zev. Yeah, triggers in the guns, and um, I I tell people about triggers. I uh, I shot. I was teaching a class in Idaho, and it was actually with PWS a couple of years ago. And I had a guy in the class. We were doing handgun stuff, and I, I didn't have a handgun, so I borrowed his uh, uh, Glock thirty five. I think it was no, it was uh, what's the thirty S? Yeah, it was a Glock. I borrowed his Glock thirty S. And I had it in the holster. I transitioned from rifle to handgun, drew that thing, put a shot right in the zero in the USPSA target, and then, you know, demonstrated my thing that I was doing, put it back in the holster, drew it again, shot through the exact same center of that hole, like all super fast, like under a second. And I I don't usually suck at shooting, but I don't usually shoot that great, you know? Like, And I was like, man. So I was like, I'm not shooting anymore. I'm done demonstrating. I, I usually plan to demonstrate a few more times, but I was like, I, this thing's going away. I'm dropping the mic and walking away because I, I'm gonna. They're gonna be thinking like I'm a, a gun god right now. So because I was like seven yards away, like same hole, and I put this thing back in the holster. We did a few things. I put them on break, and I was like, How much do you want for this gun, right? And he says, uh, It's not for sale. He's like, But you know why you shot so good, right? I was like, No, why? Because that's a Zev blah 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 trigger in there. So I was uh. I thought about this for a little bit, went and shot it a few more times, and I had spent my entire life up to about two years ago when I was here on this range in Idaho, I had never, ever put an aftermarket trigger in a rifle or a handgun, ever. And I had pretty much reached a plateau where I, I wasn't getting any better. I was still shooting the same every time. And, uh, you know, I've, I've trained myself to have a good trigger press. You know, I, I can usually shoot really well. But this really made me shoot much better and faster and I, I still tell people, my students, like, spend a lot of time. Don't spend money for skill, right? Spend time for skill. But then whenever you've reached a plateau and you're, you're not getting any better and you're, you're, this is where you're at and you, you've got a good trigger press with every gun you pick up, you may be able to enhance your ability when you spend a little bit of money and get a better trigger on there. So spend the time with the uh, garbage stuff. Learn that trigger press no matter what gun you have. But then you might be able to enhance yourself a little bit with uh, with a better trigger. So I, I, I'm definitely looking for a good trigger option. My experience uh, pretty much mirrors yours. I hadn't done any aftermarket Glock triggers or handgun triggers, period, up until just a couple years ago. And it started with uh, the Robar NP3-treated uh, trigger, which... I loved it. It it felt like a broken and Glock trigger. It wasn't as harsh. It it did what I wanted. Then I got this tack trigger. It's a flat face, which I which was a bit foreign to me, but ultimately the result showed me. You know what? This is a good thing. I like it. I like I like the flat trigger too. That's the yeah, thing I liked about the agency. Cool. Yep. Yeah, and I went through the academy. Let's see here. I was doing I 
was a bit of a handgun or a, a gun enthusiast prior to going through the academy, but went through the academy in 98. So I've been doing firearm stuff for a bit. And yeah, just as you said, you, you can't, you can't buy skill. That takes time. And, yep. uh, that's, that's kind of funny. One of the, uh, one of the biggest critics of the whole Roland special concept, the very optimized, specialized Glock, uh, 19, you, anyone can build it, but it's going to take some practice because, you know, uh, firearm skills, handgun skills, especially that takes some, that takes effort. And it's not something you're just blessed with because you possess an item. That's right. Yep. Got to spend some time with it. And you know, we always preach training all the time. You know, I, I make a living off of training people, but at the same time, I cannot possibly be everywhere. And so it's, I don't see it as like, uh, only come train with me or anything else, man. There's places all over this country who are doing it really, really well. And they're, they're going to help you out. So go find somebody local and, and fix that. You know, if you play golf, go to a golf pro, they're going to fix your golf swing or at least tell you how to fix it. Then you got to fix it. Right. It's kind of the same thing. Go out there and find somebody local and, and train with them. And, uh, uh, that being said, I'm still finishing up my calendar for 2017. Uh, if anybody out there in gunfighter cast land, um, has the access to a range or runs a range or anything else, um, two things that I'm doing this year is I'm going in and, uh, helping some ranges, uh, doing basically what I did with Thunderbird Farms Academy and what I did with, uh, point blank ranges in the Charlotte area, um, go in and, and build a set of curriculum and, uh, help teach people to teach. Um, kind of not really, we didn't really do it at Thunderbird because we, we started it all together. Uh, we built that place and, and opened the doors after I'd already been there for about almost two years. Um, but I, I have a, a program that's a, a five day, 40 hour program that I will go to any range that, that sells training for money and provides uh, a range experience and all that stuff for people, indoor ranges, whatever. And, and really get them teaching something that's very meaningful for the student out there to help prepare them uh, for a deadly force encounter. And that was one of the things that I, I came up with that I wanted to do this year, even if it's just a few. But, you know, I, I, I do this not because I get to fly around in Rockstar jets because uh, I live in an RV. I don't fly around in Rockstar jets, right? So um, I, I see it as a calling. And the best way that I could reach even more people is to help people do better and teach better and be safer and be more relevant and be more current and provide some level of training for their students that's very meaningful. And so that's one of the programs I'm doing. But also, I'd be happy to, to travel out and drive out or whatever and uh, and teach a, a two-day carving class or a two-day handgun class or, you know, whatever format that, that you're looking for. So uh, anybody out there, if you've got that available, um, Daniel at GunFutterCast.com, you can shoot me an email. Or to read, oh. yeah, or contact me through the other ways you can, like Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. What were you gonna say, Matt? To reinforce that, it seems like there is a big misconception with people that are fairly new to the whole firearms thing. One class is insufficient. You can't just take a class and go, "Oh, I'm done." Right. It's continuous. It's continuous learning. Well, both of us, we are we're constant students. Otherwise, we'd we'd be irrelevant. Right. A lot of people say that I, I've noticed, but not everybody does that. Um, so I, I took a class last week and it was a one day carving class, had a, a big pistol element to it as well. Um, but I am scheduled right now to take, I think I'm at 13 classes now for 2017. You know, I'm going to take a lot of classes and I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I'm going to try to teach like, I'm, I'm not teaching many this year. You know, last year I taught 
God, I don't even know. Uh, it was like three days a week uh, and every weekend, you know, like I never got any weekends off all the time. But this year, I'm, I'm going to try to take more classes than I teach. And I want to end the year with some new curriculum, some new things, uh, some some really some 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 things that I, I think that my current alumni are going to really appreciate. And and as I keep growing that alumni, but uh, I I need to get back and be a student because I I learn stuff so much. Um, there's still so much more for me to learn, so much more for me to know. So I, that's another thing too. Um, I'm launching a website really soon. You'll see that probably the next episode. Waiting on a couple little more details, some credit card processing. When I launch the website, I'll have that link up for you and send you all there on Facebook and Instagram and everything else. But my calendar doesn't only include what I'm doing as far as me teaching, but it also includes what classes that I'm taking. So it would be awesome to see some Gunfighter Cast audience in those classes that I'm taking. Um, so every single one of those that I'm going to be taking are going to be up on the website and you can click the link and you can go sign up for that class that, that I'm going to be attending. And uh, we can go bust some caps together and, and learn and, and have a good time. You know, one thing that I've said in, in a lot of my podcasts, one of the perks of attending some of this, some of these classes is to be able to see the uh, instructor from different perspectives, uh, learning that Pat Mack is a three-dimensional being and he doesn't just la- snap into a Slim Jim. <laughs> the ability also to meet people that you listen to, gun, like for you, for example, to hang out and to see the other dimensions adds so much more uh, substance to the shows. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the, the conversations that, that we're going to get for Gunfighter Cast is one of the things that I'm really looking forward to. You know, after the class, having a few beer, uh, beers and, and talking and, and getting into some really, really good details. Um, I, that's, that's one of the things that I'm really excited about. Because not only am I saying, hey, what about this out there in the industry? But we're going to talk about specific things in the class and, and why we need to know those things and why they're teaching those things and, and really get a lot of good information out that I'm really looking forward to doing. This is going to be a really fun year in 2017. And uh, I'm hoping we see here in a couple of weeks some really cool products and some things happen at SHOT Show. Um, there's a couple of cool things that have been out, but I haven't seen anything that blew me away yet. But I'm hoping this is better than the last couple of shows where there really, really wasn't much that was exciting, you know. So yep, I'm I'm with you on that. I suspect this is going to be a better shot than what we've seen in the past. Just with, uh, I don't know, maybe it's just I have a better better connections to industry stuff now compared to a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's exciting. I'm ex- I'm excited to see what's what's in store. It's going to be excited to to network and uh, to see friends I haven't seen in in a year. Yep, that's my favorite thing about it, man. Just go hang out with buddies. I love it. You will hear from me again later on in the week. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, As always, Gunfighter Cast out.
guys, Daniel here. Thank you so much for being a part of Gunfighter Cast and a listener of the show. If you feel that you get something out of Gunfighter Cast and you enjoy the show, why not pledge a dollar or two dollars through our Patreon site? Basically, you pledge one or two bucks an episode when uh, some content is released at the end of that month your card will get charged. Pretty simple and easy way to support the show when you're getting content. If not, all good. You're going to keep getting them for free. Thanks again for listening and being a part of the show. Gunfighter Cast out.